thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. And we have been having such a good time talking and ministering about a certain series that we've been on called Fervency, oh, yeah. being Amen. hot for God and what that means. And uh, we invite you to go back, watch previous episodes. I end up saying, repeating myself. Uh, you know, in upcoming episodes, I do that. But you know what? Hey, we need it. Faith comes by hearing. And I know this, full faith does not come with one hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I am so glad to keep saying things because it's a safety to us to hear the same thing over and over and it helps drive it down into our hearts. And listen, until the Word gets in our hearts, we can't spend it. We can try to spend it, <laughs> but then we don't get the results until it's coming from our pla- the place of faith. And the faith is in our hearts. So that, that revelation of the Word has to dawn on our spirits. It has to dawn on our hearts so that it is joined with the faith that's in our heart. That's when we get results. We've been talking about, as I said, fervency, being hot for God because our spiritual temperature is an indicator of something. It's an indicator of our spiritual health. Just like naturally speaking, if someone's temperature is off, it's too high, it's too low, something's wrong in the health of that person. Even so, our spiritual temperature is an indicator of our spiritual health. Yeah. So we need to pay attention. Have we, are we less than hot? Yeah. Are we less than hot? We've been reading out of Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, when Jesus said this to one of the churches. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So we were saying this, that someone that is cold is someone who would have never heard the gospel. Someone who's never heard what's available. Um, But the reason Jesus thought, stated lukewarm is better than cold, excuse me, cold is better than lukewarm because for something to be lukewarm, it had to have had heat applied to it. It either started heating up and stopped or it was hot and cooled down. And uh, it's dangerous to be hot for God, then cool down. What does that mean to step away from, to to not be a doer of what we hear, to not value and not honor and not hold to the word? And so um, why is that? Why is it unsafe to be less than hot? Because it takes hotness to get past an enemy who hates us. 
He hates us. Yeah. And it, a, a half-heartedness, which is lukewarmness, yes. is not going to uh, be able to successfully withstand yeah. opposition. And uh, so we need to be, we need to not be lukewarm, but hot for God. Yes. Amen. Yes. And it's up to us to increase our spiritual temperature. It's not up to God. And as we feed on the word, as we're a doer of that word, as we spend time in fellowship with God from our heart, then we will start, uh, if I could say that, stoking the fire. Amen. And then we also looked at Romans chapter 12, verse 10. The King James says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. This word fervent, the definition of it means to be hot. Mm -hmm. But then it's more than that because the next definition is to boil. So it's not just to be hot, it's to be hot to the point of boiling. Amen. The Amplified Translation of verse 11, it says, Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. That means don't fall behind in your hotness for God. Why is that? Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous to get separated from the flow that is the highest flow. So it says, Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow. That means when metal is so hot in a fire, it starts glowing. That's when you can work with it. That's when you can mold it. That's when, you, that's when it can take on a better shape. For God to work on us, we, he, he can work on us more easily when we're hot. We don't kick against it. Amen. We're compliant. We're agreeable. We're in agreement. So if we're not in agreement, if we're struggling with the things that God has been dealing with us about or instructed or commanded us to do, check your spiritual temperature. Because when you're hot, you're easily molded. When you're cooling, you're you're no longer a glow. You might still be hot, but not a glow. Still, the shaping of it becomes a difficulty. The shaping of that that iron becomes a difficulty. So it says, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. So uh, the hotter we are for God, the better we serve Him. The more accurately we serve Him and the more fruitfully we'll serve. Amen. So we must pay attention to our spiritual temperature, not be okay with us being less than hot. Amen. Amen. How do you know if you're hot for God? You're thrilled with the word. You're thrilled to go to church and people don't have to talk you into it. People don't have to drag you. If somebody has to coerce us into going to church, there's a a spiritual temperature that needs to be adjusted. Amen. Um, And when I talk about being hot for God, as, as I said, there are things that we can do that can increase our spiritual hotness. Mm-hmm. There's things that we can do that can decrease right. our right. spiritual right. hotness. Um, it, to be hot for God does not require you just sitting at home praying and reading your Bible all day. It does mean that you take the word with you and your awareness of God with you throughout your day. God said something to me years ago. It would be a blessing to you, Mm -hmm. to your spiritual temperature and to your walk with God. He said this to me years ago, start every day in the spirit. 
then keep your heart turned toward me all day long. Simple, simple. What's that mean? When we first wake up, instead of turning to out here, the duties of the day, take a moment, take some time and turn inward. Turn toward your spirit. Turn toward God. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, how do I do that? Well, worshiping God. Just wake up worshiping God. Wake up uh, with, a wor- with a scripture maybe you've been meditating on that you, maybe you, medita- you were meditating on as you were falling asleep. Wake up meditating on it. Yes. Draw that back up. Yes. What is that? You're turning toward God. Yes. How do you turn toward God? Turn toward his word. Yes. How do you turn toward God? Turn toward the Holy Spirit who's in your spirit. Yes. So notice the wording he said, start every day in the spirit. How you start is going to direct primarily what comes to you easily that day. If we start with him, then turning toward him throughout the day will be easier because we, if I could say this, we calibrated our day by turning toward him. So when we're in the midst of our responsibilities, because we still, we need to carry on our responsibilities and not neglect them saying, I'm studying the Bible all day. Well, you know, if you're a minister, uh, your day may lend toward that more. But when you're a, you're a layman in the church and you're a believer in the body of Christ, you, you are, have a family, you have jobs, right. you have other responsibilities. Yes, mm-hmm. that, doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean that you have to walk with less hotness. Right. That doesn't mean that your awareness of God has to be diminished. Right. That means we can become skillful. By starting our day, turning toward him, turning toward our spirit instead of turning toward our mind, turn toward our spirit instead of turning toward our reasonings. If we'll put in place a spiritual habit of turning toward our spirit, turning, drawing out what's in us, draw on that word that's in us, worshiping God, even uh, wake up speaking in tongues. That's turning toward your spirit. Start every day. In the spirit. That's what he's saying. That's what he said to me. Start every day in the spirit. That doesn't mean that you're, uh, if I could say this, you've spent hours. He's not, it doesn't take hours to turn toward him. It takes a moment. It takes a moment. Start every day in the spirit. He said, then keep your heart turned. Keep your heart turned toward me all day long. As you're doing your work, as you're running your errands, you can turn toward him. How do you turn toward him? Turn toward your spirit. The greater one is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. It's not about turning here, trying to feel something from heaven, trying to get him to send something special down. It's turning toward the one who's in you. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you got filled with the fire of God. You turn toward the, your spirit, the Holy Ghost is in there. The fi- he is the fire of God. The, on the day of Pentecost, cloven tongues like as a fire appeared upon each one of their heads. He is a fire. Amen. So you turn toward him, draw on him, draw on that flow that's in you. Do it all throughout the day when you're riding down the road in your car, when you're running errands. Now, when you're working for another man, that man deserves all of your attention on the job. You have no business when a man has paid you for your time that you're reading your Bible when you're supposed to be working. But 
while you're working many times, depending on what the work is, you can, you can still have your heart turned toward God in silent worship. You know what I mean by that? Inwardly, you're saying, praise the Lord. Praise. You're not disturbing others and you're not, but you can just in the midst of even something that requires a lot of your attention, a lot of your focus, you can just in a moment, just say, Father, I love you today. I worship you. And then go right back to your work. Just keep turned. All throughout the day, turn. Amen. What does that do? That stokes that fire. So I'm not saying you have to neglect your responsibilities Mm -hmm. to be be hot for God. But it does help when you start right. And can I tell you this? It helps you to start right when you finish a day right. I've noticed if I go to sleep uh, with my attention on him, it's easier to wake up with my attention on him. Amen. So start every day in the spirit, turned toward him, turned toward your spirit. Amen. Um, Then uh, the thing is many times people, the devil will dupe people into thinking it takes great amount of time, great amounts of time to be hot for God. It takes consistency. But it doesn't necessarily take great amounts of time. Because sometimes your responsibilities of life don't give you great chunks of time. Like mamas with four babies <laughs> hanging on each leg, you know, and you're, you, got, you, you wake up in the morning realizing, oh, they're already up and you got to take off running, <laughs> right? You can still turn toward him. I said you can still turn toward him. Who we're turning toward is who we're following. Who we're turning toward is what's dominating us. Uh, God said this to me uh, in more recent times. I was so grateful for the wording. He said this, living in my spirit, excuse me, living in my presence doesn't come by earning it. It comes by turning. Doesn't come by earning. It comes by turning. Meaning this, I don't have to earn fellowship Mm -hmm. with him. Um, I don't have to read my Bible and pray for hours. Now, don't don't misunderstand that statement. I'm not belittling or diminishing the value of reading the word. We need to feed on the word. But what happens is the devil, if I could say this, paints it as a hard labor. To where people feel like it's outside their reach of doing and they feel discouraged and condemned in their own devotional life. We should not neglect the word. We should not neglect prayer. But we don't have to have large chunks of time doing it before we can sense him. We turn toward him. He's in us. It only takes a moment to turn and sense and draw on. Amen. And as you're, it take every available moment, absolutely, to feed on the word. Spend time in fellowship with God, talking to God. Absolutely, don't waste those moments on the unimportant and the things that will cool down your spiritual temperature. 
But I'm just saying this is that uh, his presence is not something we earn. It's something we turn toward. He's in us. And we can live in the presence of God, live hot for God by turning toward him with our attention. Turn toward our spirit. Just at at any, any given moment, Father, I worship you. Just turn toward him. Amen. Amen. And you can live in the presence of God in the midst of your responsibilities by doing that. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what things? The things you need in your life, the things you long for in your life, the things you desire in your life, all these things will be added. They'll be added to you. Why? Because of where you went first. Because of where you went first. Seek ye first. Now look at this. Seek ye first. It does not say seek ye only. Meaning this, the devil will imply that you're not doing right. And I'm saying this mainly for young believers because the devil seeks to keep their walk with God as something unachievable. What they desire in their heart is to be unachievable to live in his presence. It's so doable. Why? Because he's in you. All you have to do is turn toward the one in you. It's not earning it by giving great chunks of time. People will say, I don't have much time to read my Bible. If you got 15 minutes in the, take 15 minutes in the morning, start reading. Take a few moments, just talk to God. Out of your heart, because I can tell you this, there are those who will spend great amounts of time reading the Bible and praying, but they're doing it from the mental arena. And it's not... It's not aiding their spiritual progress. They get, if I could say this, more entrenched in the mental arena. The further they do it. It's not about how long you do it. It's what place are you doing it from? Not doing it from with the mind. It's your heart that has to grab these things. I would rather have one verse my heart grabbed hold of than read 10 chapters my mind that just passed through my mind and went in and went right back out. See, it's what you get in you. It's what you get in you. I'm not belittling taking time. I'm saying even if you take a long amount of time, if we don't do it with our heart engaged, we won't benefit as we ought. Amen. And little mamas with so many responsibilities, they can, while they're feeding their babies, while they're cooking the breakfast, can just turn toward the greater one in them and they can live in the presence of God and stoke their spiritual temperature, burning hot with God. Amen. I, uh, I love one, one minister was telling of a time that they had a vision and they saw someone, um, God showed them someone who lived in a very remote part of the United States. And they had multiple children, like six, seven children, young children all around them. And they were outside holding, hanging clothes on the clothesline. Some people don't. I don't know if the young people know what a clothesline is. Well, bless your heart. We had to use it growing up. 
um, it's when you don't have a, an automatic dryer, you got automatic air outside. Go outside and you hang them on, your clothes on a line and they dry out there. And this little mama, she didn't have the modern conveniences in her home, but she had a clothesline outside and she was whole, she was hanging out the clothes on the clothesline and she was just, she was singing to the Lord mm. the whole time she was doing it. And the Spirit of God spoke to this minister who was seeing a vision of this and said, she holds herself in my presence all in the face of her many responsibilities as she worships me and stays turned toward me all day long. It's doable. And it's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. This plays into stoking that spiritual temperature, keeping ourselves hot for God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't think that these things can, you can only be hot for God if you're um, reading your Bible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, read your Bible. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, reading our Bible doesn't earn us any more of our inheritance. Right. Reading the Bible reveals to us our inheritance. Yes. And when it's revealed, it helps us to, it helps it to, it, it, it's revealed to our hearts. It dawns on us what belongs to us. So we're not reading to earn something. Mm -hmm. We're reading to find out what we already possess. Yes. So that we can employ, yes. enjoy, yes. and spend mm -hmm. the inheritance that he's made ours. Yes. If I could say it this way, if, if a rich relative died, and uh, you don't know you don't know what their how their will read, and a lawyer sent you a copy of their will, and you see your name in that will, and you see a whole list of pages of things that were left you in that will. <laughs> you would uh, by reading it, you don't earn what's in the will. You don't earn it. Yeah. But by reading it, you find out uh, what's yours. Yeah. Reading the word doesn't earn something. It reveals oh. what's been yours all along. And the more you read it, the more you find. The more is revealed and you can't spend it until you know it's yours. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. Thank God. Healing is ours. We don't earn it. But as we feed on the healing word, it, it strengthens our faith to hold fast to what is ours so we don't let go of what is ours in the face of opposition. Because everything that has been made ours, everything that's in our inheritance, the enemy will oppose it trying to steal it from us. And uh, we hold fast to it. We are empowered as we find out what the word says is ours. For example, if you saw in that will of that rich relative what was yours, if another relative comes up and says, no, I'm going to take that, say, oh, no, no, no. Did you read this? Right. Right. It was left me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not taking it just because you want it. It's what was made mine. Yeah. So it's the same thing when the devil shows up with symptoms. When he shows up there, oh no, oh no, you're not stealing mine. I have, I found it in the will. 
I found it in the word. I found it in the covenant. This is mine and you're not taking mine. Because even the will can leave you something. But if someone is not there to enforce that will, you can have, uh, if I could say this, unprincipled relatives that would try to, when you're not there, come take something out of the house that was left you. And you go, and you go, uh, you took my health, uh, you're bringing it back. Amen. Amen. You're not going to rob me of what's been made mine. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're taking your hand off of it. It's no longer your possession. My health is not the devil's possession. Your health is not the devil's possession. Why? Because health health was left you in the will. The will tells us that himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Amen. Got to find out what the will says. So that's when you read the word, you're not earning the will, but you're having revealed to you what is already made yours. Amen. Amen. This all plays, when you know what's yours, you stay hot for God. I said, you stay hot for God. There's somebody right now, um, there's some woman that you're watching and there have been growths in your breasts. They're drying up right now. Right where you're at, you say, I receive that power. Release your faith. That power comes, but it has to meet faith. Uh, how do you, how does it meet faith? You say, I receive that right now. I receive that. Amen. Uh, someone is being healed in the prostate area. Some man you're watching right now, the prostate, the prostate area is being healed right now. No fear. No fear. Fear you take your hand off their minds in Jesus name because you have had relatives to die prematurely from this condition and you've been, the devil's been trying to convince you to lay down to this, that it's going to end the same for you. No, it's not. You tell that fear, no, you don't. I take my healing. I take my health in Jesus name. The power of God is going up someone's from the tailbone, that power is starting and going right all the way up your spine. There's been an injury to your tailbone that has thrown off the entire spine. That's being healed right now. What do you say? You say, I take it. I take my healing in Jesus' name. That spine is straightening out right now. Right now, right where you're at, you say, I take it. Listen, contact us. We want to hear about what God's doing for you. Go to our website at defrayministries.org and there's a place to fill out a testimony there. We want to hear it or call our prayer line. Let them know about it. We would love to hear it. You don't want to miss next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We will never receive from God beyond the measure of our response. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, she instructs us how to properly respond to God and the moving of His Spirit. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. 
we invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.